0: Everyone, Welcome back to Built to Last, the podcast conference brought to you by Buffer and Wistia. We all know what it's like to mindlessly scroll through our Instagram or Facebook feeds, but then every so often, there's that one post that suddenly makes you stop. It piques your interest emotionally, intellectually, aesthetically, and draws you in. That's not by chance. It's by design. Next up, we're going for a deep dive into how to create this kind of thumb-stopping content. The content that truly connects with audiences, that stops people in their tracks and makes them pay attention. For this episode, we're joined by Recess founder Benjamin Witte and Nick Sharma. He's one of Adweek's young and influential, an investor and advisor to some of the fastest growing brands in commerce. They're here to bring you a deep and unscripted conversation about how brands can create content that breaks through online. This is a unique opportunity to listen in on two of the best in the business as they openly discuss their thoughts on building brands, creating content strategies, and crafting content that stands out on social feeds. Let's jump right into the conversation. Nick opens up, followed by Benjamin.
1: All right, well, Ben, it's actually the first time we've like sat down and jammed, so this is actually yeah, kind of cool. looking forward to it. So, let's see. Yeah, starting with the ACE model, as I started talking about it more, I realized that one thing that's the most important thing is the platform that the creative or the experience lives in has to be extremely native, and so mm-hmm. I now changed it to the PACE model, which is platform audience, creative experience, and basically... In that case, your platform is your, you know, whether it's Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, or even if it's not a social channel, if it's a billboard, your audience is who you're catering to, your creative is the graphic or the video or the copy, and your experience is where the call to action leads to. And I've always just been a huge fan of, of being native to the platform that you're telling your story in. You know, I think Recess does a really good job of just killing it at Instagram, but I think you would probably agree that like if you were to take the exact content you post on Instagram, it wouldn't work as like a TikTok or a Snapchat ad, right? Mm-hmm. And so whenever I think of the the Pace model, I think the first thing is always just being native to the platform. And also even like um, especially with TikTok and Snap, they have so many gestures within the app now. And things like swipe up work on Snap, but you can't use a swipe up ad on like TikTok where it's swipe left, you know? But that's the, that's the pace model that, that I tend to like live by when I approach brands. I would love to hear how that model fits into to recess or when you guys are thinking or strategizing on content, how that works.
2: Yeah. So, you know, taking a step back, you know, with recess, you know, one of the things that has guided our whole strategy, uh, you know, became translated into one of our many, uh, but key taglines we can to feeling. Right. Ultimately, at Recess, you know, I think that's what our mission is: is to actually, you know, optimize people's mentality. Um, and I look at that. What we do is like design feelings, um, and that's through a combination, you know, of products that we're going to create that people consume in their body, and utilizing different sets, you know, of functional ingredients to deliver specific effects. But you know, equally as importantly, uh, given that we're focused on you know, stress and anxiety and helping people feel kind of calm and balanced. You know, the key insight we had was that, you know, stress and anxiety is a story you tell yourself in your head, right? You convince yourself that you're stressed, right? And so I've always described recess as right. a narrative driven brand, right? And we really kind of created a story. Um, and, you know, when I observed kind of CBD and kind of the opportunity for it, You know, my mate, I've always compared CBD to caffeine, right? And I look at CBD as the caffeine of the 21st century. And, right, like think about caffeine. Who are the biggest caffeine companies in the world? It's Starbucks, it's Red Bull, you know, it's Coca-Cola. And they literally never talk about caffeine, right? It's Red Bull gives Mm -hmm. you wings, right? And so we created a, you you know, I like just, if you ask why a lot, you usually get to the right answer. Right. And the reason people are using CBD or, and will continue to use it is because, you know, the world's going increasingly crazy um, as a result of these transformational you know, times we live in. And we're clearly, you know, leaving an old era and entering a new era. And you look throughout history, that's always been, you know, this stressful time. Right. And that kind of inspired our tagline, an antidote to modern times. Right. Which is kind of the meta problem state that, you know, we're focused on creating various antidotes to solve another part of the narrative was really creating a new usage occasion so like taking a recess you know one of the big, most important things we did was not
1: it's the best part about childhood yeah
2: exactly and like you know one of this you know this very nuanced but very important decisions you know we made was our Instagram handle and our URL every other beverage brand is drink uh, x you know drink mm-hmm. whatever drink can drink, 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 drink game drink, drink, drink. Sanzo.
1: I'm like, recess
2: yeah. is the I, and if you look at my first deck i don't even call us a beverage company I describe this as a consumer wellness brand, right? Now, consumer wellness and lifestyle brand, and we create products like The Drink and Experiences, but digital and physical, uh, like our Instagram and like Recess IRL, that all work together to change your mentality, right? And that's the secret. It's like the combining of the two.
1: So when you guys uh, started creating content, like how did you guys come up with the content strategy? Was it like, was it parsing through comments and DMs and kind of understanding how people... We're approaching it, or did you set the narrative mm-hmm. and then kind of pivot based on DMs and comments from there? Yeah. So I would imagine most of the people listening here are probably um, marketing operators or founders who who have a business that they're looking to grow. Yeah.
2: So a couple things there. Um, I had a pretty clear idea of like what you know the vision for the recess brand, both visual and the the brand voice. Um, you know, I wanted to create a brand that kind of transported people. There's kind of an escapist element to the design, right? Like the obvious thing to do would have been to do kind of like the Fiji water direction and do like a white Mm -hmm. can and like, you know, Corona blissful. But I wanted to kind of go this like psychedelic head in the clouds, right? That's like the reference there, right? The colors are a reference to like sunsets. I grew up in California liking sunsets every night. And like that is a form of taking a recess to me, right? Um, on the brand voice, um, I always looked at the brand voice as like profound wisdom delivered with humor, like kind of like a Jon mm-hmm. Stewart vibe. Like I describe our, our Instagram strategy as a social commentary on the millennial existence, right? Um, and it's meant to be tongue in cheek because kind of one of my life philosophies is like embrace the absurdity of it all. Like we're living in crazy right. times and embrace it and like make the most of it and get through it, right? You know, Recess is really about creating products and experiences to help you kind of deal with the world around you. Um, I'm definitely a brand guy, right? But I'm not a formal designer or a formal copywriter, right? And it's like, Mm -hmm. I think our copy, to your point, is arguably like the secret to our success. We just have so many lines like that we can use, right? It's like
1: so undervalued, right? Do you feel like copy is one of the most underrated places people don't test in? That could easily like flip a switch. Yeah. I'll
2: say absolutely. Like underinvest. I think brand overall is frankly underinvested. In. Like I really believe that. Like I think yeah. people think it, they overestimate investment, it. But brand is not just hiring like an agency to like create right. a brand. Right. Like there's this such a misconception like that. It's just so easy and formulaic. Right. Like it has to be like integrated into your brand DNA on day zero. And you can't outsource it like entirely. Totally. Right? Um so yeah, that's that's what I'd say.
1: Yeah, I feel like recess does like a really good job in in building brand, just selling a product, you know? Like recess has like when I think of recess, I don't necessarily think of um of the the C B D drink. I think of like, oh I'm in a sweatshirt chilling. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Like a, a pastel colored sweatshirt and I'm just relaxed. And it's like a good feeling. It's not like it's not necessarily like it's it directly equates to a beverage, and I feel like the long term yeah. effect of that is kind of what you're going for. Exactly, like
2: you know, I, you know, I, I think, you know, I came with the idea. Again, it ne- I never knew a single person that worked in the beverage or CPG industry, which was like such a benefit because I was able to look at it from a different perspective. And one of the first insights, you know, that I observed was around like what makes beverages so unique? Like why are Red Bull and Gatorade like some of the biggest brands in the entire world? And it's because um, there's no other product on the planet that is as high a frequency of use and purchase as a beverage, Mm -hmm. right? People that drink Red Bull tend to drink it multiple times a week. Same for Starbucks, same for LaCroix, same for Coca-Cola. And so they become, that leads to this brand marketing strategy. I look at Red Bull, Gatorade, Monster Energy as effectively media companies that monetize through selling cans. Totally. right. And the difference between uh, Red Bull and Gatorade and Monster and like LaCroix or Buy or Hint, frankly, mm-hmm. is that Red Bull and Gatorade are uh, the, the, the media company. Component, 100%. And that they generate this massive amount of earned media and it becomes, it just integrates into culture, right? And that was what I observed with recess, right? And I was like, and I think the other thing is like, it was like, we are creating a category. We need to define what this category means. Like, what is, C- like, everyone's talking about CBD. Everyone's talking about THC beverages back in the day. I'm like, that's not going to work ever. Right? They're not going to get enough distribution. Everyone was talking about CBD is just about, you know, before sleep, relaxation, quote unquote. And I'm like, no, it's about the balance and like the feeling of like equilibrium that allows you to feel productive and creative. So we had to like literally define like what it means and like define this use case and this feeling. Um, and so, you know, that's what we did. We did that through our content. We did that through our website. That's why we launched D2C first and not, you know, through retail is because if we would have put recess just on the shelf at retail without telling the story, no one would really understand it. Totally. Right. But by doing a D2C launch. And having this like narrative-driven brand where you went to our website and you just took away the story immediately, like weak hand of feeling, calm, cool, collected, an antidote to modern times, not tired, not wired, right? And it just like, within a few weeks, it was very clear to us that the idea
1: was resonating. Totally. Yeah, I mean, the the idea of, you know, building a media company that sells products is becoming a bigger and bigger thing. And I remember even in 2014, when I worked at, An ad tech company. I would always think about. I was selling programmatic advertising, and I would think, you know, how do we how do we be like media first and then sell? And I would do things and make decks on SlideShare. If anybody remembers that on LinkedIn, and send those out, and then you know try to like have a an email at the end where they can email me back if what they saw was interesting. But I mean, even for today's consumer brands, like I think media is such an important part. Like you guys have killed it with Instagram and you know, um, a brand like Chacha Macha does really yep. well with the tags and everything, you know, what do you think are like just generally good or or maybe not good, but like for somebody who's who's a scrappy founder, what would you say are good steps to take to kind of get to that point of like, not necessarily we're building a media company, yeah. but it almost personifies the brand in a way that differentiates it just from the yeah. product.
2: I, I say that like we're not a media company, no? right? we're a content driven strategy, and I think we've architected the brand in such a way that will allow us uh, to, to you know, create a whole lot more content in the future, right? And I think my biggest advice to, to founders creating consumer brands is your brand better have something to say, right? Like, you know, I think people, consumers today want to feel seen by the brand, right? I think uh, there's an element of recess where like we are clearly one of you, not above you. Like there's a like a, I call it, there's like a, all have what they're having dynamic. Like who are these Mm freaking crazy people that make these insane Instagrams every day? I want what they're having. Like they get what I'm going through, right? So like recess is an idea that clearly fits into people's lives in a number of different ways. And so my biggest advice is, what is that initial narrative? Right. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. So basically figuring out what that core message is you wanna push and then I guess Dissecting that into different platforms and figuring out ways to natively tell that, whether it's through, you know, Instagram or whether it's through editorial content yeah. on a website, whether it's through, you know, a monthly magazine that you come out with and send in your box. Um, I mean, I
2: can ask you some questions. Like, let's talk about Hinge, yeah. right? Like, that's just like.
1: Well, um, when I got there, it was a lot of selling the what. It was almost like transforming, or not transforming, but replatforming the same way that retail was done in store, kind of selling the product and, and um, you know, the product attributes versus selling the why, which, as you mentioned earlier, you know, people come to your site, you want to give them the story of why, why okay. or at least a story to walk away with of what the brand is. So even if they see it later, at least they know what the product is going into that And, um, so, you know, when, when, when I got there, the first thing was I came from a background in ad tech where I was working with, you know, all those articles that you see at the bottom that are like, you may also like, Mm -hmm. yeah. So like I, I, uh, you know, I was working on Facebook with a lot of these publishers that were just trying to drive page views to their slideshows. And so my goal was always, you know, we got to get a U.S. desktop user for three cents a click. And. When I came to the CPG world and I saw that these people are paying $5 a click, you know, it was just so obvious that something was broken. And so my immediate thing was, all right, let's test, you know, um, taking a couple of stories I've heard about the brand, throwing them online into an article that's easy to read. And let's see if we can get some traction with, you know, people understanding the story and then converting. And what we quickly realized was that people people really loved hearing about the why behind the brand versus just the fact that they can get twenty percent off. You know, if they buy a bundle of two cases together, and um, and that that initial spark was kind of what what really changed the the trajectory. That was probably within the first like ten days I was working at Hint. Um, we tested with the Hustle when they had just launched too, and we said, Hey, we'll put up. You know, we'll pay you to put up an article on your site and um, we'll drive all the traffic. And uh, and we started doing it and it did really well. It, you know, consistently doubled revenue month over month. And
2: One of my strategies at Recess is like compete on dimensions other can't compete with you on, right? Like be different Mm -hmm. by design, right? Beverages, like there's literally hundreds of CBD beverage brands. You just haven't heard of them. Yeah. We want to be the default first choice for any national retailer, any distributor building this category.
1: Right. And if, I think that's the definition of brand. Yeah. First thought yeah. is that, you know, when you're thirsty or you're feeling tired or or you want something, you think of that and that's brand. Yeah. It's
2: like I always love, like in tech, it's like the best tech companies become verbs. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I, like it just, you use Uber, the word. Xerox. And I think, you know, that's my goal with recess. Right. Like, I want to basically anytime the word CBD or adaptogens are used, just replace that with recess and there you go. Right. Like, cause that, at yeah. the end of the day, that's why they're using it. Right. just really, it's like right. the beauty is it's like the name, right. It captures the essence of what it's about. Right. Fundamentally. Right. And so totally. got luck, you know, got very lucky with that. Right. It's obviously a great name. Names saved you a long way. Right. Um,
1: yeah. What do you think, what would you say are like the, the keys to um, making posts that get shared? Cause there's so many brands that put things out that are just, they, they benefit somebody who already completely understands, you know, the product they're selling, never really around the brand even, but just like, you know, the product. But for somebody like I think of, you know, when you run Instagram ads and you have an ad that shows up in your feed, your first nine posts, which is technically yeah. above the fold on a screen, that's your homepage, yeah. right? So like when you think about putting content out, um... How do you think about like um, making sure that these posts are not necessarily benefiting you as a founder as things that you like to see, but they almost attract people who have probably never even heard of Recess because you know that they're getting shared, or the goal is that you put content out that then gets shared. Like I think you did a really good job of personifying each flavor with the new release, and um, I thought that was a really creative way to do it. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to hear like your thoughts on how you think about it, or go about that process with your team?
2: Well, the first thing is you need just an overall strategy, right? Like what is your content strategy? And we had a very deliberate one. Uh, As you can see, there's no photography. Um, It's not, you know, the things I saw were, if you look at most beverage brands, it's shocking how like little emphasis they put on Instagram. To me, it's like, it's almost criminal, right? You have these massive bit like Essentia water, you know, it's like a $300, $400 $300, $400 million dollar your business, right? I was like 50,000 Instagram followers. And each post is literally a picture of the, of the bottle from a different direction. Like how, how I can't see any way why that's valuable. We call them for the it.
1: zombie bottle selfies. Yeah, I don't, I don't just know like... why, how that's
2: remotely valuable for anyone, right? And yeah. so the first thing is like, what is content that makes sense for your brand to create on a daily basis, ideally, um, that's you know valuable and drives home your message? Right. And for us, it's like, you know, the way I think about it is like, we want to create, con- like, what do we want someone to feel when they drink a recess? We want them to feel thoughtful, clever, introspective, creative, inspired. Right. And so we have to like create content every day that brings up those emotions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, it's like almost, it stops to make you think and smirk. Right. And it's such like a, I think a nice contrast to like most of the stuff in the feed. Uh, today, especially from other brands, which is like, you know, just like showing their label or like someone, you know, some model smiling or whatever. And I think, you know, ours is. I just wanted to be thoughtful. Like that was like the main thing. I also, I think you want to identify who you're speaking to very early on. Right. Right. I literally think recess is as universal as like energy is, like co- like ca- caffeine, like the value proposition. Mm-hmm is universal, but you're, and I think it's relevant to all age demographics and psychographics, but your content strategy has to be very specifically defined, right? And if you're speaking to everyone, you're speaking to no one. And like the, like a great example is just like at Red Bull, like Red Bull, their entire feed is just extreme sports content, right? Right. By focusing, going deep, they created this like velocity and compounding effect within that community and that inherent association with Red Bull and stimulation and like extreme sports, which is what you wanted to do. Right. And so for recess, right. you know, I look at, it as like, we're building Red Bull for creatives. Right. And we wanted to focus on kind of the creative communities broadly over time. But to start, I almost like it, we're just focused on designers. Like I literally was like, I wanted to build a brand for Emmett from Lane. Like that's who I want to speak yeah. to. That's it. Like that's right. it. Like just speak to you and your friends to start. And then it'll start to build from there.
1: Totally. I mean, the FOMO too definitely comes in. I remember when um, Recess first came out, that was, I think, the thing that really set it apart was it was such a defined, like, you know, this is who it's for and everybody wanted to be a part of it.
2: Remember when I first started working in Recess, I remember, like, thinking back to that time, Red Bull, like, had that guy jump out of the satellite or whatever. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep. why the hell is Red Bull doing this? Like, what what does this make sense? Like, what is does this, like... Well, the reason is that they they're all about generating that buzz and that just like having people talk about Red Bull, right? So that when they walk into any gas station, any convenience store, any grocery store, anywhere they ever go, straight to Red Bull, they think about Red Bull, right? And that's been taught in mind. Right. So it's like, what are the lessons that you can learn from like how literally Coca-Cola and Red Bull, these massive brands that have massive budgets that they do and like why do they do that? And how can you apply that? to, you know, your brand, right? Which is, you know, operating with very little re- resources, right? But it's still like learning the principles from the past,
0: right? right. Which is The principles can still be applied, media,
2: right? Like I always say this, like I love this idea in business generally that like every business has like a key metric that you should be optimizing towards outside of like revenue and profit. Um, and I'm pretty sure that in beverage, the most important metric is how can you generate the most amount of impactful brand impressions for the least amount of money? Right. Right. And it's like, there's basically two ways to do that. It's generate earned media, right? So put a dollar in, but get a lot more awareness uh, out of it uh, through various forms of sharing. Um, And then the other one I think is interesting is monetizing other parts of your brand. Right. And I think that's it's like marketing that makes money. I call it because if you're doing marketing, that
1: makes money. Well, then you can do infinite of it in theory. Mm -hmm. Right. And so how do you how do you go about like when somebody would say, um, because if somebody has a smaller marketing budget, they would probably argue like, oh, but if we, you know, if we put, uh, you know, $10,000 into aiming for earned versus like a a straight attributable, you know, Facebook campaign, how do you think about the difference there?
2: I mean, and I do agree with you. I I think
1: the awareness is the better long term play. Right.
2: I think what I like to say is the best advice is that there is no generic startup advice. Or like the best startup advice is that there is no generic startup advice. Um, like the re- the opportunity I think that recess is going after is an anomaly for a number of different reasons. And so I think it's very important to figure out like what is your angle in your specific industry or opportunity you're going to break through, and like to go all in on that approach, right? Like we went all in on our design, on our voice, on our content strategy on our launch, everything we went all in on. And it was like very, I'd say like unconventional at the time, but I think right. So you want to be like non-consensus and right, right? So what they always said, right? And I think there's a lot of truth to that. So, um, you know, I definitely think the, uh, the uh, era of being able to launch a brand through just doing paid on Instagram or anywhere is over, right, you need to, and you talked on this, I think last time we talked, establish like, you know, your brand, and who it is and like have enough of a following and like library of content and awareness that people then can like amplify. You should use paid as an accelerant, right? Not to establish yourself. Right. And I think I think it's more, much more uh, worthwhile to invest in creative and content in your story and getting that like really solidified and like that initial initially out there in various ways right? Including Kate, like whether that's a collaboration, you know, using potentially influencers, whatever, like, I, I think it's better to like, focus on things that are getting your narrative out there, not just like an ad impression. And then using ultimately, once you have, you know, some initial product market fit, like once you feel like, all right, this is something like, that we can accelerate, begin to do tests. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I would probably echo the same thing, like the the notion of, well, I think the other thing too, is there was just a lot of hype around those early D2C brands that did spend at all costs. Like I, I would say that a lot of them, you know, there was definitely those handful or two handfuls of brands who just spent ungodly <laughs> amounts of cash on things that were, you know, not working. And, um, you know, it definitely comes down to one is the not strictness, but the Discipline internally as a company, right? Are you focused on growing at all costs and even if that's super inefficient? um, Or are you focused on building a brand that then you can extend or amplify with paid? The best way to think of it when I think about it is it's like if you put a photo in PowerPoint, right? If you have a really high quality photo, you can extend it and it's not going to get blurry. But if you have a really low quality photo, which is a brand that doesn't have much to it yet, and you extend it, you're just going to get a really blurry photo, and it's not going to be, it's not going to look good in the end. Um, so I do think that you know, um, paid is a a great tool to use, but paid is a like paid at the end of the day. In any case, it, all it does is just extend whatever you have to more people. It's not necessarily, it's not a business model, right? You can't just rely on. Running ads and collecting revenue, it's it's running ads and testing, collecting revenue, reinvesting yeah. into brand, into content, into your capabilities as a brand, your software, your platforms, um, you know your omni like omni-channel. Yeah. You can't build a brand by you know hiring a branding agency for a couple hundred thousand and then relying on Facebook ads because yeah. one customers consumers in general are just so much smarter now. Right Because there is increased competition and people are wary of you know just the the regular you know the average sweatshirt or whatever popping up as an Instagram ad, whether it's a real brand or it's something just getting drop shipped from China. Um, but secondly, there's there's um, you know consumers want to connect with something and have a relationship or feel related to whatever they're purchasing or the brand they're buying from. and um, paid just doesn't give the effect of um, paid in the sense of like just paying for Facebook ads doesn't give the effect of building a brand or a relationship with anybody. All it does is it gets you extra impressions on the creative that you already have mm-hmm. that you're trying to push out.
2: I like to just to wrap like I like to think of it as like we're building like an engine, like a marketing engine, right? And it's like we're planting little seeds that all are going to come together over the long term. Like what even recess reality wear, which we launched, like. Which is like a pair, like it's like what that can become over the long term as a tool, right? To use in various marketing programs and efforts and collaborations, right? And I think you want to like run a lot of different experiments, and then I think people undervalue like compounding, like how this stuff begins to compound on itself over time once it all comes together. Once they start, once each of these little tactics starts to work, well, it makes everything even bigger.
1: Yeah, Ben, it was great as always to chat. Um... And just you know, shoot the shit. Yeah. And I'm sure I will DM you yeah. soon.
2: Uh, always fun to jam with you. Super excited about all you work on, always. And uh, I'll be back in New York soon, so
1: maybe get to get together. Sounds good.
0: Thanks so much to Nick and Benjamin for joining us here at Built to Last. I found myself scribbling down so many notes during that conversation. And when it comes to creating thumb-stopping social media content, three things really stood out to me. One, as a brand, you need to have something to say. Consumers these days expect brands to know what they stand for. And if you want to build a devoted audience, you need to put a stake in the ground for what you believe in. Two, you need to know exactly who your content is speaking to. And this can be incredibly narrow. As Benjamin noted, Recess is for creatives, but to start out, he literally had one person in mind when he was picturing Recess's target customer, and that person was Emmett Shine from Gin Lane. You might remember him from our Breaking Brand podcast series last year. And finally, most brands majorly underinvest in copywriting and brand voice. Benjamin describes Recess's voice as a social commentary on the millennial existence, and in its copywriting, it aims for a John Stewart-like vibe. But how many brands truly nail their copy and voice? If you want to take your content to the next level, this could be the biggest opportunity you have. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. See you at the next one.